the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I'm so thankful to be with you today. The whole story or the whole message for today is attitude of gratitude. Having a thoughtful Thanksgiving and a thoughtful, thankful heart. A thankful heart. And, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I find that when the battles of the day get a hold, it's just so hard sometimes to just remember what we're thankful for. And I know that the easiest and best way to pull me out is to find a need and fill it and to think about the things that I am thankful for. Just before I came in here, I'm having lunch uh, with Craig, and we're, we're talking about some different things, and my phone rings. And it's my daughter, Tiana, who's, uh, she just sold a truck that she's had for years and years and years. There's such a neat story about that truck. Uh, really cute story. And uh, she's got her two babies in the car because she's taking her truck to Port Wainimi to, um, you know, cash the check or something. And she's so excited that she sold this truck. And uh, she got quite a bit of money. You know, used cars right now are, are premium. You can get a lot of money for your used vehicles right now. So if you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it and start doing it because you can get a lot more for your money right now than any other time. So those of you that are in the market for buying a car, you might want to think about that. But just understand that buying a new car, that price has gone up too. So whatever you can afford and you think about it, um, just think about it long term. What's a good car? Don't think about, oh, the emotional, happy, happy, happiness of it. Think about, is this going to get me through? Is it safe? Um, Is it going to cost me too much to drive? All of those questions are very good for stewardship and for uh, feeling happy after the happiness wears off about your purchase, right? So Thanksgiving, yes. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? What plans do you have? It's a wonderful time to get together and to eat a meal together. It's a wonderful time to sit around the table and somebody has to just remind us that maybe we should go around the table and just say, hey, what are we thankful for? Now, obviously, there's people that aren't going to have a table to sit at. And maybe we, you know, that are that are more thankful or that we I shouldn't say that, but those that have more to be thankful for, maybe uh, maybe we could include one of these people. Maybe there's somebody that you know of that just came to mind that you could maybe uh and invite over for dinner. I mean, it would be really a nice thing to do. And isn't that what it's about? And your family, to just go through the year and all the things that you can think of to say that you're thankful for. You know, Thanksgiving is more than a day off. It's more than eating mashed potatoes and gravy, watching football and taking a wonderful turkey-induced nap. Boy, it sure does that, though, doesn't it? Thanksgiving is a pervasive and essential concept in Scripture. 
And although it is good to set aside a Thursday each November to cultivate a heart of thanksgiving, the scriptures have more to say about giving thanks than one day a year can handle. And I'm going to give you five biblical truths about thanksgiving. Number one is thanksgiving is Trinitarian. Now, I didn't know what that word meant. That might be silly of me that I don't know that. I knew it had something to do with the Trinity, but I really didn't understand. So uh, when I looked it up, it said, relating to believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. The typical pattern of thanksgiving in the New Testament is that God the Father is the object of thanksgiving. God the Son is the person through whom thanksgiving flows. And God the Holy Spirit is the source of thanksgiving. Paul models this in Romans 1.8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. And Colossians 3.16.17, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, In word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It says whatever you do. So whatever you're doing, through word or deed, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The very presence of thanksgiving points to the Holy Spirit as the source of thanksgiving because without the work of of the Spirit, it is impossible to please God. Romans 8, 5, 8. Without the work of the Spirit, it is impossible to please God. Christianity does not call for vague thanksgiving to a vague deity, for God is triune, and as a result, thanksgiving as a Trinitarian favor. Thanksgiving flows to God the Father, through God the Son, from God the Spirit. Interesting. Number two, thanksgiving replaces sin. Interesting. When Paul commands believers to stop sinning, he also commands believers to put thanksgiving in its place. Now, that's really something. Those of you that make choices and you know that you're doing something that you know is not right, there's this little voice in on one shoulder that's saying, yeah, it's okay, no big deal. And the other one's going, no, 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 don't do it. And you decide to listen to one over the other. He's saying that when you sin or in place of or to stop sinning is that you, you command believers to put thanksgiving in its place. Paul writes, let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Ephesians 5, 4. I was just thinking of a girlfriend of mine, and she uses the F word a lot, and I love her dearly. I so love her. She's probably listening right now, and I'm not going to mention her name. She knows who she is. And she loves me so much that she really tries to curtail her her tongue and her mouth. Um, But she does speak a certain way and uses certain language and words. And I'm trying to think of a word that I could have her start saying instead of, and, and because it says to, but instead of those words, instead, let there be thanksgiving. Um, what can you come up with? <laughs> Let's come up with a better word. And, you know, oh, thanksgiving. No, that doesn't work so much. But maybe there's a word. Maybe we could come up with a word that is positive, that doesn't have the dirty connotations, that could put our mind at ease and set us apart. 
it's funny because I went uh, last year to Glamis, and um, I'm in the 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 vehicle that I we we tilted when we were going over this hill. We tilted to the side to where I'm in the passenger side, and my nose is almost on the sand, and I'm like, oh sugar, and everybody in there. Um, were, they were using different words than me. But then I became sugar, and they they kept using that word instead of the word that they chose to use before. And, and sugar, I guess we can be thankful about sugar. I don't know, but maybe. Paul knows that we are always acting. We either act with sinful, thankless hearts, which leads to foolish talk or crude jokes, or we act with thankful hearts and thereby please God with our speech. John Piper explains, The key to unlocking a heart of gratitude and overcoming bitterness and ugliness and disrespect and violence is a strong belief in God. Did you hear that? For all this that's going on in the world right now. What is he saying right here? Hmm. The creator and sustainer and provider and hope giver. If we do not believe we are deeply indebted to God for all we have or hope to have, then the very spring of gratitude has gone dry. Think about how much violence has there been lately? How much ugliness even amongst friends? And if we exchanged that with thanksgiving, because we have a friend, because we have hopefully still freedom of speech, because we have the ability to make choices, because we have a brain that we can think on our own, we don't have to be led astray. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have freedoms. And we should not let them be taken away. Number three, Thanksgiving sanctifies creation. How should Christians think about God's good creation? Paul says that it should be received with a heart full of thanksgiving. Everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer, 1 Timothy 4.4. Paul teaches that creation is good, and should be received with thanksgiving, because it is made holy through the word of God and prayer. Piper explains the connection between the goodness of creation, thanksgiving, and prayer. The connection between the goodness of creation, thanksgiving, and prayer. The word of God teaches us to taste food as a communication of his diverse goodness and his supreme worth. Taste food. And when we taste food as a communication of God's goodness and worth in the eating of this food, we offer up our prayers of thanks and ask him to give us the fullest possible feast of his supreme worth. And we pray this in Jesus' name, knowing that every lasting blessing was bought by his blood. What God made is good and must be sanctified. Number four, thanksgiving for the gospel. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you so much for joining in. This is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I'd love for you to go to that website. I'd love for you to check it out. There are over 11 years of podcasts there. There is subject matter. There's um, guests on here. There's, there's just answers to maybe your prayers answers to your questions there is ways where uh you'll you'll just get i don't know uplifted encouraged inspired and maybe we can learn as we go i think it's wonderful to have that open mind 
open heart to receive what God has for us. And if we are thankful and if we are open and expecting to receive from him, he will give us, as long as we're in his will, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Who doesn't want that? I do. We should aim to have our thanksgiving rise in proportion to the value of object for which we give thanks. That was a mouthful. Therefore, we should be most grateful for God's work for us in Christ because it unites us to our highest joy, God himself. Paul writes, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, 1 Corinthians. How many of you out there have experienced God's grace? I was talking to Craig before I came in here, and um, we were talking about, you know, we have believers in our family and we have maybe non-believers and people that think they're believing, but maybe they really don't have a grasp or an understanding of, of the true love of God or the grace of God. And, you know, what a wonderful time to come together as a family. What a wonderful time to sit around the table and, th- and talk about the things that we've been through during the year, both good and bad, right? I mean, we've had good and we've had bad. But to talk about those things because we learn from one another, or we could learn if we'd open up and be real, it takes that. Sometimes our stories, we think that they're just not worth repeating, that we shouldn't tell our story. We think that, why would anybody want to hear my story? And that's a lie from the devil. Because there's other people that are going through similar situations, but they think they're all alone. They think that what they're going through is their issue, and only their issue sometimes. I know it was that way with me at times. And I was thinking, oh, there's nobody that wants to know about it. And, and who's going to understand it anyway? I don't even understand it. How are they going to understand it if I don't understand it? Do you know what I'm saying? I think you do. Somebody does out there anyway. And the point is, is that when we're real, when we're vulnerable, when we're transparent, when we let people in and we connect to people on a different level, it's a deeper level. And sometimes that can be scary. It can be scary to let people in. It can be scary to be real. Some of us hold on to secrets, and those secrets are keeping us from everything God has for us. Those secrets are keeping us from it. So if, if, if that has any pull on you, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, any of those things, the way that you can move into this new year, or even tomorrow, why wait for the new year? But even tomorrow, if we, why take care of tomorrow what we could take care of today? Why? Because we don't have a promise of tomorrow. We only have a promise of right this minute, this next breath I have. There it is. I had that promise. But I don't know if I'm going to have 10 breaths from now. I don't know that. Scary thought a little bit, but not so much because I know where I'm going. The point is, is that why are we waiting? We shouldn't wait. Take care of things and take care of them now. Get her done. Get her done. His grace is sufficient. I started out with asking you how many of you have experienced his grace. Isn't it amazing? You know, it's like you're undeserving, but yet you get it anyway. How many times have I given my children grace? They weren't deserving. They needed a punishment. They needed a spanking. They needed this and they needed that, or maybe even something worse than that. But we love them anyway. And there's grace. We still have to suffer our consequences. You know that, right? 
when we make bad choices, those consequences don't just go because God gives us grace. The consequences are still ours. We still have to own those. It's still better than not having God in our lives. It's still better than not having him in our heart. It's still better to not be walking alone. That little poster with footprints, you know, where were you, God? And, you know, I was carrying you. There was only one set of footprints in the sand. That's because I was carrying you. There's times I felt like that. Paul never tired of giving thanks for the grace of God and Jesus' person and work, and neither should we. God has shown his love for us even when we were enemies of God, Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, he died for us. He called us out of darkness and made us heirs of God, Romans 8.17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, Jesus bore the punishment we deserved, and we receive his perfect righteousness. When I was talking to Craig and I said, you know, what are you going to say to your family members? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Why? Why should they receive God? Why should they know God more? Well, the obvious is salvation, right? You know, I'm going to heaven. Are you? But what about living this life here on this earth? What's the benefit of having God right here, right now? What would you say to that? What would you say to that? Have you ever experienced God's grace? Have you ever felt his presence? Have you ever asked, you've you've wondered, how am I going to get through what I'm going through right now? How am I going to endure this And then you start saying, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, even though I feel like I'm so beat up and I have no more energy left. One set of footprints. One set of footprints. He is there. That's what we need to share. And we need to be brave, strong, courageous, I don't know if I need to be that all the time. I have difficulty with that thought because I try to do what I think I'm supposed to do, and I just don't know if I have to be strong all the time. That's a big order. Number five, Thanksgiving in all circumstances. One surprising aspect of Thanksgiving is that it's for all circumstances, not just one big meal a year. Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Did you hear all that? 16, rejoice always. 17, pray continually. 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's Thessalonians if you need the address. Giving thanks in all circumstances is especially difficult while undergoing suffering. How can we be thankful when there's something that hurts so much? We can give thanks in the midst of suffering because it meant, it is meant to enlarge our faith, not as punishment, 2 Corinthians four seventeen eighteen, and because it is redemptive, not random. Number 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Are you hearing this? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, 
but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That is explaining what faith is all about. It's believing before you're seeing. It's it's not having the evidence right in front of you, but you know, just you know, you know. That's a faith. Whew, that's good. The scripture that came, faith without works is dead. See, because we have to move forward in our faith. We can't see, we don't know for sure of that, but we believe in our hearts and our minds that this is, and we're going to move in the direction of this is. And that's faith. And there's going to be all this rhetoric and all this noise happening around you saying, oh, you can't believe that. How could you believe that? Because, because we can, because we have faith, because we have heaven, we've got God, we've got the Holy Spirit. Our suffering is not punishment for our sin, because Christ was born our punishment in our place. Romans 3.25, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand un punished. The demands of justice have been met. And our suffering is not random because God is sovereign over it. And through it, God is conforming us in the image of his son. Romans eight twenty eight twenty nine, And we know that in all things, God works for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Have you been called according to your, his purpose? For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So are you the first child that's going to come to know the Lord? And are you, is God wanting you to bring your other family members to, into the fullness of understanding of who Christ is? And what better way is by walking the walk and talking the talk? And making your actions show grace and love and kindness, not anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and all of those other things that we could and we do sometimes fall back into. So what's your Thanksgiving going to be? Do you have a goal? Do you have something in mind? Do you have prayers that you want to have answered that day? Think upon those things and give thanks and just leave it all up to the Lord. Be a blessing, and we'll be back with part two right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard, or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. 
TermiteLady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S dot com, SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pest Control, for sponsoring this show you know, Ecola has been sponsoring the show for a long time. And if you would like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk to you. How do you do that? You go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and let's talk. Let's connect. Just put in a little something in there and I'll connect with you because I'm the only one that reads those. So they're safe for you to write whatever you want. And uh, we can talk about advertising and marketing. If you're a small business and you're just not sure if radio is the way to go, I can help you with that. I will be totally honest with you and just, you know, that I've gone through the school of hard knocks. I so have. Uh, this show is syndicated, so I have a, a show in San Diego. If you're a business in San Diego and you want to promote your business in San Diego, we can do that. If you have an office in Ventura, we can do that. Orange County, L.A., through KKLA, we can do that. And I have other uh, stations and shows and repeats and all kinds of things other than that. So if you want to know how you can uh, sponsor the Sue Free Show, just connect with me. And it's really inexpensive. And here's the deal. You can test it out. I suggest three months, but you test it out. And then what happens after that is we do an ROI. We find out, well, how many leads did you get? How many did you sell? What did it cost you? Then you do a comparison to find out, is it worth it or not? And if it is, then what you can do is venture out past Sue Freeze, and you can go to um, I Have Reps at the stations, and I will connect you with a radio rep, and then they will take it from there. And then you can go on different shows. You can go on different – you can do more. But you don't want to do that. You know, you want to be smart and wise with your stewardship. So you want to make sure that what you're doing with your money is going to give you money back, like the talons, right? You don't want to hide it in the mattress. You want to have it bear fruit. You want to have it multiply. And so we should do that with everything we do. We need to think about that. We need to think about how can we do more for God in our time? How can we do more with God, with our our gifts? How can we do more for God with our money? It's really good. And this is such a good time of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read right now from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence, Sarah Young. I haven't done this for a while. I used to do it all the time. haven't done it in a while. And it, what the amazing thing is, is I come to the station. I don't look at this book before I come. And I say, okay, what is the date? I go to the date. I already have kind of an idea where God wants me to go with the show. I have a topic or I have a word or I have something. And I've already got that all done. Okay. I haven't looked at this yet. And then I go to the date and I open it up 
and I'm going to read it to you. And it's very interesting. <laughs> and here we go. You see if this doesn't, if this isn't God. Okay, God shows up all the time. We just don't pay attention well, well enough to know that he's shown up. So here it is. Are you ready? As you sit quietly in my presence, let me fill your heart and mind with, yes, you've got it, thankfulness. This is the most direct way to achieve a thankful stance. If your mind needs a focal point, gaze at my love poured out for you on the cross. Remember that nothing in heaven or on earth can separate you from that love. This remembrance builds a foundation of gratitude to you, a foundation that circumstances cannot shake. As you go through this day, look for tiny treasures strategically placed along the way. I lovingly go before you and plant little pleasures to brighten your day. Look carefully for them and pluck them one by one. When you reach the end of the day, you will have gathered a lovely bouquet. Offer it up to me with a grateful heart. Receive my peace as you lie down to sleep. With thankful thoughts playing a lullaby in your mind. Isn't that wonderful? That's from the Lord. He's talking directly to you. Did you like that? I loved it. Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the last scripture here on this book um, for this day is Psalm 4, 7 and 8. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone. O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Do you want to dwell in safety? Do you want to lie down in peace? Boy, I do. How many of you are struggling for sleep right now? Right? How many? And what would it take for you to get a good night's sleep? What could you do different? Chamomile tea, take a hot bath. How about cleaning out your mind, writing down everything before you go to sleep, write down everything that's in your brain. Just write it all down. Get it all out of there. Some peaceful music. Make sure you have clean sheets and clean pillowcase and you lay down your head and take some deep breaths, just really deep in and deep out. And while you're doing that, think about the things that you're thankful for. The bed and the clean sheets, the bath and the bubbles, the chamomile tea, being able to breathe in and out deeply and how good it feels and so many other things. Don't think about the laundry that needs to get done or the room that needs picked up. You put those on that list and you put them on the notepad by the counter, right? So they're off. They're out of your head. So now let's just fill our hearts of thankfulness. Let's fill our hands with good thoughts. You could go on to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word.com and download the I Ams. The I Ams is a way of transforming your mind. It's transformation by renewing of your mind by what you're saying to yourself. And these words is what God says about you, not what others, even your self-talk can sometimes not be. 
encouraging and inspiring. So you want to do something and say something and believe something that's going to build you up, not tear you down. Right? Top 10 Thanksgiving Bible verses. Give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His love endures forever. Do you believe that he is good? Do you believe that his love endures forever? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's Colossians 3.17. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. For everything created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. This is one of my favorite. I've leaned on this one so much for years and years and years and years. Are you ready? Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Do you hear that? About anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Are we, are we giving our request to God? Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyric. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Enter his gates. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. My mother-in-law, uh, when I first met her, she, she, she goes, Oh, Susie, don't listen to me sing. I don't sing well. And she'd sing in church. And I have to tell you that within a very little short period of time, she started being able to hear the tune, hear the note, and now she sings beautifully. Maybe it's my ears, but I don't know. She sings happy birthday. She'll call, Mom, I just love you so much. She calls all of us, all of her family. She remembers birthdays. She gives a card, and she calls, and she sings happy birthday with her most cutest, most beautiful little voice. And uh, she ends it with, and Jesus loves you. It's just so cute. And we're, you know, we're older, right? But it never stops. I just look forward to that phone call. And just recently, I overheard a call where she had called another family member. And she, she sang to them the same. And it's just so special. It brings tears to my eyes. Like I just, um, it's amazing to me. <laughs> She's so great. She's 80-something. And I'm telling you, she's just full of vinegar. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty six fifty seven. And I'm all out of notes. So now I'm going just, just uh, from my brain, my heart, my soul, and the Holy Spirit together. And I want to say to you some things. And one of the things I want to say is, is that it's, brought, it's been brought to my attention that you know, I, I'm in a certain place in my spiritual walk, but there's a lot of people that, that actually don't maybe even have a Bible. There's people that don't know how to look up the verses that I'm mentioning here. They don't know how to find them on the internet and, and look up scriptures and things like that. And so what this makes me aware of is that in order for people to draw near, they have to have access and understand what it is I'm talking about. And it's not only me. Uh, a lot of people 
are assuming. You know, we all know what that word means. But we're assuming that everybody has the knowledge, but not everybody does. And lack of knowledge, people perish, right? So I look at what's going on with everything that's going on from the masks and the vaccine and all of these things. And, you know, I get my information from a certain source or sources, but there's other people that are getting their information from different other sources and they don't jive. You know, what I'm getting and the information I'm getting versus what I'm getting somewhere else, it's totally different. And the perspective and the belief system is totally different. And that can happen with different um, Bibles. When you've got different religions, everybody comes from a different place. So I use the NIV version. That's New International Version. It says NIV here. So I'm most comfortable there because that's the Bible that I read. And so I memorize scripture using that Bible. NIV is not the arts and the thous and the whatever because I just can't keep up with those words. So I like something that speaks more in my language. Uh, Does it make it a bad Bible? No. But I just want everybody to be comfortable because if you're not, you're going to get turned off. And I don't want people to be turned off by his word. It's important that we're in his word. He says to get to know him, you have to to know his words. He He wrote these words so that we would understand who he is, what he is, and the I am's that I told you to download for free, um, it's his words to us. It's how he sees us. You know, we're his children. We're ambassadors to Christ. We're victorious in Jesus' name. These are things that are on those I am's. I am victorious. I am an ambassador to Christ. I am forgiven. I am, I am, I am. It's three pages of I am's. And, you know, I had people breathing, speaking into my world, into my life, that were telling me something completely different than what God's view of me is. Now, I didn't understand it when I was little. I didn't understand, okay? I I picture the little girl, you know, she's sitting there three feet tall, and there's Big Daddy standing over, yelling and saying things, and... I'm this little girl, and I'm just taking it in, and I have no way to to protect, to fight, to be safe. And I know some of you in there are, are, are listening right now. You're you're probably uh, understanding what I'm saying right now. You know, we n- we don't all have perfect childhoods. There's dysfunctional families out there. Hello, <laughs> there's dysfunctional. It's the level of dysfunction uh, that can cause a huge uh, crimp in style and belief system that is very hard to shake. But the only way I was able to understand not what people were saying to me about me, but to understand what God's view of Sue is and God's view of you. Okay, this isn't about me. It's about you. But in order to understand that view, you've got to understand what he says. You've got to understand how he feels, what he thinks. And the word is is where you can get that. So if that encourages you, or prompts you to want to get into the book, uh, what I'm going to say to you is there's the Old Testament, which is in the front of the book, and then there's the New Testament that's in the back of the book, and then in the middle there's Psalms, there's Proverbs, and the Proverbs are, there's 31 Proverbs. And um, people say, well, where should I start? So if you're a new believer, where should I start? Well, I think Proverbs, because there's one for every day, is a good way to get in the habit Because you've got one per day and they're short. They're not real long. So it's an easy way to just get into the habit of of reading. 
And the Proverbs, like 31, is a Proverbs 31 woman. When my mother died, us three sisters, daughters, um, we decided to put that as her. To describe her was Proverbs 31 woman. And uh, you couldn't get, I, I don't think, a, a better honor than, than um, having someone say that you're a Proverbs 31 woman. It's pretty am- amazing. Um, I'm hoping that people say that about me. But um, I'm striving for that. Anyway. Uh, the Proverbs, you know, you just go through and it gives you rules for life. It tells you how to be a better person. It tells you, you know, the the yeses and the noes and choices that you can make. And it's just a really good place to start. So Proverbs is in the middle of the Bible and there's 31. So you've got one for the first of the day, two for the second day and so on and so forth. And the Bible, I don't know, wherever you feel comfortable. I like to get my coffee and I've got a lake house. So what I do is I drink, I get my coffee in the morning on weekends and I'll go out and I'll sit and I'll just listen to the birds and see the palm trees blowing and look at the water and just be so thankful that God has blessed me so much. And uh, it's just a great place for me to just feel his presence with not a lot of distraction other than his beauty and his creation around me. You get you get the picture? It's just a beautiful scene. Um, but I can sit in my bed just as easy you know, sit in the bed, have my cup of coffee, and um, open up the Bible and, and read there. And morning and night, it's really good to go to bed and wake up with Scripture. It's really great to start your day and end your day with thankfulness. It will change your life because you get a smile on your face. Even with all the nutty things that are going on, even with all of this unbelief and not even understanding what's going on, even with all of that, I have a car to drive. I've got children who love me. I've got a business to run. I've got employees that lives are changing. Which, by the way, if you need a career, Ecola is hiring, and I'm just going to stick it out there because I think it's important that I let you know that if you know somebody that's looking for a career, Ecola is a great place to work, number one. Number two, it is a great career. Um, we were essential. We worked right through this whole situation. And it's pretty recession-proof because those termites and those bugs, they just don't go away for good. They go away for a while, but they don't go away for good. So um, if you're interested, we'd love to talk to you. You have to have a clean driving record. You have to have a, um, you have to be pretty physically fit because you have to crawl into attics and sub areas. You have to be able to fit in those openings and crawl up a ladder. And you don't have to not mind getting dirty or seeing a dead rat. Just saying. It's not a fun, I mean, in that way. But the fun part is you're meeting new people every day, and the people you're meeting are really wonderful people. That's what my employees say. So um, if you're interested, please just contact us. Um, just go to Sue Freeze, about like fries, one word, dot com, and I'll connect with you there, and we'll see what we can do. We have six offices covering from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. So there's no excuse, doggone it. Come on and let's be part of this team, okay? So getting back to the scripture thing, another thing I noticed is, have you ever heard of Bible Gateway? Bible Gateway was something that someone showed me because I didn't even know it existed. And it's a way of looking things up on the Internet. You just go and you put Bible Gateway and you click on it and then it asks you for like you might have a word, like you know a word like faith or thankfulness, thanksgiving. And you put the word in and then it's going to give you all the scriptures that refer to that word. Or you can put um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Where is that? Where is that? And so you can put trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's a phrase. You know, it's a verse. And then it will tell you where to locate that. 
So these are really happy t- tools that, and, and good tools that you can use. So Bible Gateway, I, another thing I do with Bible Gateway is I always want to know, like I did a, a, a show on fear and uh, fear not, you know, fear, fear not. And I asked um, someone to actually put it in there and tell me how many times it shows up in the Bible. And I thought it was very interesting. It came up with 300, guess it, 365 times. Now, that's pretty amazing because there's 365 days in the year. So that tells me that God knew we needed to have that reminded. We needed to be reminded to fear not every day. Now, you might think that's funny, but I think it's, it wasn't a, an accident. That was on purpose. He created the days, and he created how many fear nots we needed. So to me, that was just really kind of a neat thing. But that happens all the time. I have another thing about 143. When we used to text, um, my, my, my children would have a pager. And on the pager, um, the number, if you put 143, it turned around to, um, well, we, we just said it's I love you because the, the one is I. And then the four is L-O-V-E. And then the three is Y-O-U. So whenever I would want to just connect with my kids with their pagers, before we had cell phones, yes, that long ago, um, I would just put 143. So now whenever I look at a clock, like I, this happened just yesterday. I looked at the clock and it was 1043. And I said to my bookkeeper, oh, look what time it is, 1043. Now I've been in my office for four hours. I never looked at the, I never looked at the clock, right? Until that moment. And it was 1043. Then I went back to my work and I'm heavily, really involved in something. And I looked up again and guess what time it was? 1143. And I went, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because to me, it's his way of saying I love you. Now, somewhere in this thing, it was saying that you look for that bouquet, right? You look for things that he's leaving to pick up. And I saw that as a bouquet of flowers, right? So you're picking flowers. And I have another story for another day on that. My B story, which some of you have already heard. Anyway, um, this can happen with different things. Like I had a girlfriend when we were in Israel and we were at the um, Mount of Olives and, and we were praying. I think it was there um, somewhere. We were, th- we were somewhere and there was an olive tree and I had white pants on. I'm going to have to talk real fast. I had white pants on. You might not believe this story and I haven't told it, but I think three times total. And um, if you haven't gone to Israel, you need to go to Israel. I tell you, it's life changing, life changing. We're at this place and everybody gets to go on their own and pray. Okay, it's this place that you just go and pray, you know, and Jesus walked there and it's just really spiritual. It's really neat. Anyway, there was this one olive tree and it had concrete around it. I had white shorts on that day. And, you know, you don't sit down on dirty if you have white shorts on. I had to get through the entire day with these white shorts. And so I, you know, I wiped it down with something, uh, my hand and something else. And then I sat down and I prayed. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, just let me know you're here. Show me your presence. I just want to feel you. I want to know that you're, you're here with me. And then, I, you know, after a little while, I got up. I got up, and where I was sitting, right where I was sitting, there was one olive sitting there. Now, I know that olive wasn't there because what? I had wiped everything down. So then I looked up, and there's this olive tree with no olives on it. There were no olives on the tree. Where did that olive come from? Where do you think that olive came from? I know you might think I'm really strange, but to this day, I still think about that. Then I I decided, 
Now, don't tell anybody. But I took that olive, and I put it in a, a baggie, and I stuck it in my suitcase. When I got home, I searched for that olive. Do you know I could not find that olive? I couldn't find the olive. And I love olives. But what an interesting story. And I know. Now, you might not believe me, and I, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to believe me because the story wasn't for you. I mean, it is for you, but it's not. I mean, the reason he did this, maybe it was for me to tell the story so you can think that I'm crazy or something. But I know, and you know, I know, I know. And I know that there was no olive, and then there was an olive, and there were no olives in the tree. So I know that God was present. I know he was there. And my girlfriend she loves hearts. She's walking around praying, and all of a sudden she finds this stone that's in the shape of a heart. And She was, had a dilemma on whether to pick it up or not. But that's like the bouquet of flowers. It's God leaving things behind. Look for those things. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Happy Thanksgiving. Until next week, God bless you. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.